Welcome to True Hauntings and Scary Stories. I'm your host, Cynthia Sear. Hey guys, we have a super busy month. It is October. Today is October 22nd, a Friday. And so I just want to remind you guys that we are doing our movie nights every Friday night in October. And tonight's movie night is at 8.45 p.m., Um, I will put the link in my Facebook group. So if you're not in my Facebook group, uh, I don't know why you should be. So definitely click my link in the show notes and join. So I'll put the link in there. It's at 845 and the movie starts at nine sharp. And we are watching Gerald's Game tonight. So I heard that that's a pretty good movie. Very suspenseful. So come and check that out. And then next Friday... We are watching I Am the Pretty Little Thing That Lives in the House. I feel like that's a long title, but that's what it is. So we're going to watch that next Friday. But this Friday, today, is Gerald's Game. So definitely check that out. And my Halloween-themed Box of Haunts mystery box is available, but I switched it up, and I have an Etsy store now. So if you want to buy the Witch's Bells box that I did last month... That will be up there too, but I only have three left. So if you want that one, you better go to Etsy. Um, My shop is called True Hauntings Shop. And I'll put a link, of course, in the show notes. So go and check that out. And my guinea pigs are saying hello. So that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) And then last but not least, um, next Friday, uh, the 29th, I am doing the three episode thing for um, Halloween. It's the Friday before Halloween. So we're doing three short stories, one episode each. Um, They will each stand alone, but they will also all be connected into one story, like a beginning, middle, and end. Hmm. So that is happening on the 29th. So definitely check it out. So today we are reviewing another scary movie because it's October. Tis the month to watch scary movies. And I thought, why not review a couple? So I have Heather with me from watching Netflix without you, and she is going to help me to review a movie. And we watched Let the Right One In. So Mm -hmm. Heather, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Why don't you tell us about your podcast and whatever other fun tidbits that you do? Sure. Um, So I have a movie review podcast uh, where we review exclusively Netflix original feature films and documentaries uh, while concentration on those and an occasional series um, and maybe some short films. But I just, you know, there's a lot of movie review podcasts out there and I wanted to bring one to people that just exclusively did the Netflix originals because I didn't see anything kind of like that. There's a lot of uh, podcasts that review general movies on Netflix, but we like to stick with the Netflix originals. And I mainly started the podcast because I wanted to watch all the movies. So that's what I'm working on. Uh, And yeah, we just have a fun time with it. Sometimes I have a a guest on. Sometimes I just do the review on my own, a solo review. Um, Each episode is in two parts. The first half is for people who haven't seen the movie might want to consider watching it where there's no spoilers. And then the second part is for people who have seen it where we just dive into the plot and spoil the whole thing. So, uh, you know, I guess we're going to maybe keep that system here for let the right one in. We're going to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. I think that's a great structure. I listened to your latest episode and I am a fan. And by the way, I subscribed. Aww, so you have a new you. subscriber. <laughs> I'm down with that. I subscribe to yours too. So yay. Yay. <laughs> Got to get my horror awesome. story fix in. Yeah, I'm your girl. But my characters don't do well. So if you want no, happy endings, okay. I'm not the one for you. <laughs> no. Well, you know what? I'm I'm the kind of twisted soul that likes a really bad ending. So, hey, it's for me. It's definitely for me. Nice. Well, I'm going to let you take the reins. Okay. I mean, I guess I just have one general thing to say about the movie, which is that I found the plot to be probably one of the most unpredictable plots and that of a movie that I've seen and not necessarily that there's all these shocking twists and turns, but just it's such a unique or interesting take on the vampire genre mm -hmm. that it's you just don't like what's going to I don't know. It just kind of wends its way and you kind of go, oh, that's happening now. And it's not like you are sitting there going, oh, I totally saw that coming. You know, it's it's kind of nuanced in that way. I would describe yeah. it as a slow, uh, like to call it a slow burn. Yeah. Pretty slow paced movie. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do you how do you feel about a slow paced movie like that? Was it too slow for you? I can I can get into a slow burn so long as it gives me a little nugget every now and then. Mm -hmm. And this movie did that for me. Yeah. So it it gave me a little nugget every now and then that I could grab onto and stay in the storyline. So I actually, yeah, I was down for it. Yeah, me too. I, uh, you know, I don't know, big CGI action sequences, stuff like that. I actually, after about, I've timed it, 15 seconds, I start to get bored in scenes like that. Yeah. So I like a slower paced, like more well considered. Cause I feel like once you've seen an action sequence, a fight sequence, you've kind of seen them all, uh, you mm -hmm. know, they're not that terrifically different from each other, but in a slower paced movie, you can really do a lot more with the plot and you don't have to rely on action sequences to get, keep people interested in it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I really liked that about this particular movie. Have you seen the movie Let Me In? No, I think that is a take on this movie. Is it? Is I it believe a re so. I think it's a okay, remake. Okay, because I had seen that movie before I saw this one, and it's the same. It's is it? The same. Okay. Yeah. Well, this one, there's actually a book originally called Let the Right One In, which I don't know oh. when it was published. The director of this movie at first didn't want to ever be involved in an adaptation movie. But when he mm -hmm. read that book, he changed his mind and he wanted to do it. And there mm -hmm. are some parts of the subplots from the book that were cut for the movie, I mm -hmm. think, for the sake of time and, and how he wanted to tell the story, the director. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought he did a marvelous job with it. In the article I was reading, because I watched the movie, then I read the article, which is where I discovered that it was based on a book. I also found out that Let Me In was a remake of this. So I haven't seen mm -hmm. that one. So I might like to, to see which one did you prefer? Do you think? They were so very similar that um, storyline wise, I love them both. But um, I actually, believe it or not, I am a horror author, but I have dyslexia. So sometimes captions for me are a little tricky 
And mm-hmm. if it's too quick, I'll have to pause it a few times, you know, if they're switching between sentences too fast or whatever. And but that only happened to me once, I think, during this particular movie. So I was able to hang with it. But out of the two, I would pick Let Me In only because it's not captioned. Okay. So I don't have to deal with the reading part of it. But that's the only reason. Other than that, they're both good. Is Let Me In in English or is it yes. dubbed? Oh, okay. So it's an actual English yeah. language yeah. movie. Okay. It's almost like cool. the American version of Let the Right One In. Yeah. Well, it's. I'm glad to know they did a good job with it because a lot of times when I, there's a foreign film I've loved and they come out with the American version, I'm like, no, no, you yeah. didn't do it good justice, guys. No. Yeah. But I actually in that article I read from the director whose name I, I can't remember. Sorry about that. He even said he was upset. Well, maybe upset is a strong word. But when he found out that um, there was going to be an American remake, now that you mention it, I did know it was an American remake. Anyway, um, he was like, well, just watch the movie I made. It's a good movie. And I feel Mm. like that sometimes. I'm like, why do we have to remake a movie that is a perfectly decent movie? I don't know. But maybe general American audiences prefer to hear american people in movie. i don't know overall i thought this was an excellent movie i really enjoyed it and i have a ton of spoilery notes to get into so i'm gonna just interject that this is now spoilers spoilers ahead warning warning turn it off if you don't want to know <laughs> exactly my first note i was like okay this kid so the main kind of the uh, what's the word protagonist i'm looking for mm-hmm is a, a elementary school aged boy that mm-hmm. is bullied at school. Mm-hmm. He's twelve, so he yeah. might be middle school, like okay. sixth grade, maybe or seventh at the most. Yeah, but young, like young adult, mm-hmm. kind of not yeah. even a young adult yet, twelve years old. Yeah. And uh, I wrote, "Kid is bullied, but he's also kind of murdery." Like he does, he like fantasizes about taking the knife and stabbing them with it. Yeah. Um. So we kind of get introduced to that character first and he's being bullied. Meanwhile, some new neighbors are moving in to his apartment complex. And mm-hmm. so he's kind of looking at them out the window. He's interested in them. And then we follow the apparent father because it's a father and daughter. And he. We just watch him right in the next scene. He's like, okay, I'm going to commit a murder. And you're like, oh, okay, we're, we're, we're diving into that. And he strings this guy up, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a gory, cuts him, mm-hmm. drains the blood into th- this bucket he's got going. And I kind of was like, you know, that is not the most secluded place to commit a murder, sir. Mm-hmm. You are right on a footpath that is well lit and that a lot of people seem to be using. What are yeah. you, why are you doing that? And, of course, he gets interrupted in the middle of this and runs off because two women and a dog show up on the footpath. So I was like, I didn't dig that part too much. That was one of the few moments where I was like, really, that's if she's a vampire and he's having to bring her blood, if that's his his part in this and she's been a vampire for a while, wouldn't you be better at that? (laughs) Yes, that that was my thought. That was some. Yeah. Because it's interesting because I was like, well, you know, it. you get the idea that he's kind of a bumbling idiot of a murderer because he also messes mm-hmm. up the next, what is it, two. Mm-hmm. And, and you kind of go, okay, 
Obviously, he's not accustomed to being a murderer. But then here's this to think of. Because, well, we're going to fast forward to the very end of the movie here. The little uh, boy, the bullied boy, gets saved. Oscar, yes. Oscar gets saved by Vampire Girl. What's her name? (laughs) Ellie. (laughs) Ellie. So Oscar gets saved by Ellie because she comes in. These bullies are basically about to kill him, drown him, really, in the swimming pool. She comes and slaughters them all. Mm -hmm. And then they ride off into the sunset on a train. So (laughs) (laughs) think about this. Oscar is a human. He's going to age. They're in love with Mm -hmm. each other. They're going to stick together. Is he now going to become the murderer Mm -hmm. to get her the blood? Is that kind of a trap that he's now into? Because it's like, oh, yay, happy. Is it that happy, though? It doesn't seem super happy. But there's that. And then it makes you think of the old guy from the beginning because he bites the dust, you know, at a certain point. And you're like, well, how long was he with her for? Did it start like that for him? What's the deal here? Mm -hmm. Now in the book. Was he her father or not? I don't know. I don't think so. Was he an Oscar? He could have been. In the book, and this was a subplot that was dropped from the movie, that character is actually a pedophile who wants to be with the vampire. Oh, wow. And I'm kind of glad they cut that out of the movie. I was like, I don't know if I would have been able to watch that creepiness going on on my screen. And I think that was a really good filmmaking Mm -hmm. decision personally yeah but so you never really get to understand who this guy is why he's so dedicated to that he would murder to feed this vampire and she Mm -hmm. does seem to have this really unhealthy hold over him and it's just kind of weird and it never really i think resolves in the movie so that was interesting yeah and then i was like how happy is this ending because also now Oscar and and uh, Ellie are probably wanted by the police, I would imagine, after the whole slaughter mm-hmm. at the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, you don't know really what's in their future, but it's kind of bleak, honestly. They seem happy, but yeah. it's kind of bleak. I did appreciate the fact that they kept the vampire classic. So yes. I they didn't show any mirrors, so that was kind of a bummer. I wanted her to not be able to see her reflection. But she couldn't be in the sun. The one lady was in the sun, and she burst into flames. So that's pretty classic. The whole, you, I can't go in unless you invite me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a vampire movie, maybe there was one, who actually showed what happens if they do come in without being invited. Yeah, so I, I appreciated nice that they showed yeah. that. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Um, It's interesting. So he, at the beginning, going back to the beginning, he gets interrupted mid-murder, leaves all the blood behind. She's livid at him. She's Mm got to go out and get her own blood. Mm -hmm. She does. Breaks the guy's neck after she's done. Seems to feel absolutely horrible about it. She's kind of grief stricken. Mm Mm-hmm. So I found that interesting. I also found it interesting that she killed him. And then I realized she has to do that because otherwise he's mm-hmm. going to turn into a vampire and she doesn't she has enough humanness left in her, I guess, that she doesn't want that. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting as well. And I almost thought when the woman got bitten and didn't get killed that 
there was going to be like a big vampire outbreak. I kind of thought that's where we were going. And they didn't go that way. And I was Mm -hmm. like, thank you, because that would have been so kind of cliched, wouldn't it? Also, so late in the movie, it'd be weird. Do that in the beginning of the movie, you know, but they didn't do that. She was so miserable as a vampire that she literally was like, hey, could you open that curtain so I can get a little light Mm -hmm. in here, doctor? Because they had her. They thought she'd gone. Yeah. Cuckoo What's for the Cocoa word? Puffs. Yeah, there we go. I was going to say. <laughs> Anyways, but she they thought she'd gotten really mentally disturbed. They had her down on that uh, table and she was just like, let me get some light. Sure. Burst into flames and die. I was like, OK, I mean, that's mm-hmm. one way to go. You don't want to yeah. be a vampire, you know. It's interesting that she was a vampire for how long, like a day or two mm-hmm. and she killed herself. But this girl has been. A 12-year-old vampire for what she said was a long time. She never yeah. actually said how long. And also, does that mean she got bit when she was 12? And she's now she's that age forever? Yeah, I mean, that's how it goes with vampires. You're yeah. the same age forever that you got bit. So what kind of vampire attacks a 12-year-old girl? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it'd be an interesting backstory. There might be a prequel for mm. this uh, story somewhere. I would watch that. I would, too. And, uh, okay, okay, so here's another part. So they fall in love with each other, these two 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And the scene where she gets in bed with him, and he's kind of professing to her, like, mm-hmm. I really like you. He didn't say it in that exact same way. He's just like, I want, I don't want to be without you, yeah. along those lines. Can we, can we go steady? Can we go steady? That's right. That's yeah. exactly what he said. And she said, I'm not a girl. And I wondered, to me, I it automatically meant to me, oh, oh, she's really a boy. But I guess maybe you were meant to think that this is her saying, I'm a vampire, not a human mm-hmm. being. Yeah. But then we have that scene where we very briefly, it flashes on the genital area mm-hmm. of this 12-year-old girl. So I'm going to imagine they had a model that was older and... Didn't break laws, let's hope, yeah. in the filming of this. But you see, what you see is this is a castrated boy, mm. physically. And I went, yeah, I guess that was for the shock factor or something. But I was like, but she already said she wasn't a girl. So, like, you already kind of knew that. I I did love his response, too, mm-hmm. when she says, uh, you know, I'm not a girl or do you still want to go steady or whatever it was that she says? Mm-hmm. And he's like, all I know is that how I feel about you. Like, that's yeah. the only thing that matters to me. I was like, well, that's actually a really nice response. I think what he said that. was, um, okay, so do you want to go steady? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't care. He's yeah. just like, I, I mean, I want to answer to my question, damn it. I don't know why they included all that. I felt like that was weird to the storyline. And and they didn't elaborate or like if they explained how or showed how she became castrated like that, then maybe it would be it would make more sense. But it seemed like a random thing to put in there. And that might be some missing information from the book, the more full story um, Mm. from the book, I I think. And I do vaguely remember reading something about that in the article, uh, the one big Mm. article I read after I uh, watched the movie. Which, if I could remember what it was, I would definitely tell you. But I can't remember. I can't remember <laughs> the character names in a movie I watched two days ago. So that's what we're we're dealing with here. 
I guess I only had one more question, and that is, do cats typically not like vampires, like in standard vampire lore? Because remember, Mm. when the woman gets turned, the cats attack her viciously. They're like, we hate you now. And I was like, what does that, do they typically hate vampires? I can't remember. I'm trying to think of a vampire movie that showed cats hating the vampire, and none of them come to mind. So I don't know that I've seen that before, but I thought it was a nice touch. Yeah, it was because you got to see, you know, this and she's still very confused at this point in time. And then, of course, her friends are like, Mm -hmm. what is going on? The cats are attacking her. Yeah. And it's just I appreciated that also that they showed the vulnerable side of a vampire, because in all most most other vampire movies, aside from the ones where the vampires are glittery. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> most vampire movies, it's like the vampires, the the evil thing or the big bad thing. And so now you're getting to see this 12-year-old girl who is a vampire and you get to see kind of daily life for her. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she isn't thrilled about having to kill people to survive, but she does it. And like, I just yeah. thought it was nice to see her vulnerable like that. Yeah, that's for sure. And what here's an interesting thing, because I'm going to assume at this point in time, it's been at least a few hundred years since she's been a vampire needing to kill people to survive. And it's still difficult for her to do. And she's still filled with total regret after she does it, unless they're the bullies that are after her, her man. And then she doesn't <laughs> care. She's like, I will rip you apart. Yeah, it's just interesting. And then I wonder... Like, literally, if you were in a situation where you had to kill somebody else to survive by eating them, and you had to do it for hundreds and hundreds of years, I think at a certain point, you'd just be like, it's Tuesday, I don't care. Like, whatever. Like, it, <laughs> it'd start just, you know, yeah. it's just a thing. Like they're, mm-hmm. But luckily, there are no vampires, and we don't have to worry about it. Hopefully, I don't know. So far, I haven't found any... Are there... There must be. There must be a group of people somewhere that's like, vampires actually do exist, and they truly believe it. There are actually groups of people who consider themselves vampires, and they're in, like, um, meetup groups, and they actually, I've heard of it, that they consent to letting each other, like, drink their blood. Okay. So, like, they will literally, like, have a little cut and let them, like, suckle it for a minute or whatever. Yeah, that's a thing. Like, do they consider that they have eternal life, though? Probably, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you could believe that. I don't you either. Age. So, I, don't know. I mean, look, I'm not going to criticize that activity. Mm. Does it's not for me? Um, yeah. If everyone's consenting, I mean, I guess go for it. But mm-hmm. I want to call it cannibalism. That seems yeah, more cannibal weird. than vampire. I don't know. It's not my jam. I would never, ever do that. Um, And honestly, just watching this movie made my neck tingle. Anytime I watch a vampire (laughs) movie, it makes my neck... I end up watching it like this, like... (laughs) Scrunch down as far as you can go. Wear a turtle neck or something. Big, heavy scarf. I came out of the room and my husband was like, is your movie over? And I was like, yes! You know, all squished (laughs) up. Don't touch my neck. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, get me a big, heavy scarf. I don't believe in actual vampires, for the record. But 
I think you can tell a really good vampire story. And I think they did a great mm-hmm. job with this movie, quite frankly. I do, too. Yeah. If I were to rate it, I would give it a thumbs up. And I would say, you know. well, I mean, the captions are hard for me. But I would watch it again, uh, this version even. I would, even yep. with the captions. Definitely, I would, too. Another fun fact, the director searched for a year before he cast these two kids in the lead roles. They're both 12 at the time, hmm. the actors. And they actually made a decision to dub the girl's voice. It's a different actress doing the girl's voice. Really? Yeah. And neither of them were allowed to read the script. They were fed their lines on set to say right in that moment, which was wow. another interesting choice. But I mean, I can't remember what he said his reasons were, but they it paid off. I mean, it's a great film. Yeah, so. that's heavy duty method acting right there. Yeah, that's like full blown getting into it. Well, I appreciate you being on and yeah. reviewing this movie with me. It was super fun. Why don't you um, remind everybody how to find your podcast or if you have a website oh, sure. or anything like that? I sadly do not have a website, maybe one day, but uh, uh, we are on social media. We're Instagram at WNWI Podcast, on Facebook at Watching Netflix Without You, and on MeWe, if that's your jam. Uh, the page is called Watching Netflix Without You. And, uh, you know, yeah, love to get some follows. You can listen to the podcast, I think, pretty much anywhere by this point in time um, should be able to. So, uh, yeah, get check us out. I highly recommend it. Just for the record, I (laughs) subscribed. So it's very interesting and I loved it. Um, Real quick reminder, you guys, join my Facebook group. Um, All our October activities are on there. And even after October, we'll still have stuff going on and you don't want to miss it. Plus, funny memes. If you like funny, scary memes, my Facebook group is for you because we do a lot of that. (laughs) and biggest thing you guys don't forget to go to my website you know the one truehauntings.com and click on the post that says submit your truths um, ghost story because Brick and I will read them on the show and discuss them so we would love to hear your story and I know all of you listeners out there would also love to hear some true ghost stories so go to truehauntings.com and submit your stories. So until next time, we will spook you later. <laughs>